Yo, what's up, guys? Welcome back to episode 90 of the Man's Jiu Jitsu Podcast. Today I'm joined by Ganon Lang. Oh, I'm terrible at pronouncing his name. It's like Ganon from Zelda, if anyone's wondering how to pronounce it. But anyway, Ganon is a brown belt out of Legion AJJ in San Diego. He's pioneered a new sort of lapel guard, which is like a fusion of lapel guard, or specifically worm guard and single leg X, called the Nubis guard. We get, we get into a lot of how we first developed the guard, how he came up with the name of it, because he sort of workshop a few different names. And uh, we spend an inordinate amount of time talking about Yu-Gi-Oh and uh, other potential guard names. So if that sounds good to you, I think you'll enjoy this episode. So without further ado, here is episode 90 with Ganon Lang. Episode 90 of the Humanity Jitsu Podcast. I see, guys, I've seen your comments recently saying I'm like a, an innovator in subpar podcasting for a niche sport <laughs> that where you wear stupid pajamas. But my innovation pales in comparison to innovation of my guest today, Ganon Lang. What's up, Ganon? For those of you who don't know him, how are you? I'm about to get on a sidetrack. For those of you who don't know, he is the creator, innovator, and CEO of the, the Nubis Guard. <laughs> yeah, see, you ever hear someone be the CD, CEO of a, of a guard in jiu-jitsu? <laughs> uh, look it up, guys. No joke. So, for, actually, first question before I get into anything. How did you first come up with the Anubis Guard? And for anyone who doesn't know, sort of explain it to people like what, what the gist is and how you first cre- created it or pioneered it or whatever you want to say. For sure. So um, I was just honestly tired of having my single leg X guard passed, to be honest. I was just like rolling with like I'm only like or at that time I was like 140 pounds and rolling with all of these like 250 pound dudes like I would p- try and put them in single leg X and they would just constantly like smash me in a mount or long step it. So I started to, uh, like I've always been a huge fan of, of lapel guards because of Keenan and everything like that. So um, I started messing a little bit with the with the lapel, uh, added in with single leg X, which is essentially what Anubis guard is. It's like, uh, it's, it's like worm guard plus single leg X. So, um, and it's commonly referred to as like single leg X worm. It's just kind of like a different outlook on the position. But that's that's kind of how I, I started coming across it. I mm. uh, see. Like, at what stage when you were starting messing around with it, did you like see see the success with it? Because, you know, everyone occasionally mess around with something or other. And then, you know, whether they see like, like there's about a million fucking guards or configurations of grips out there that people have tried and or just magically invented that don't work and are just fucking stupid. When did you first start seeing that it actually worked and there was something to it? Um, that, that's an, that's a great question. I, like you said, I've seen so many guards throughout the years of people just like kind of bullshitting with, with things that don't work. Um, where I found this, this to be, uh, more applicable is when I would go to IBJJF and I, I would tap people with it, um, like in, in multiple super fights, like it's been very successful for me. But the biggest thing was what I, what I would do in the very early stages of it is I would go to different gyms and and like talk to the the black belts and the brown belts people who have like years and years of experience and um i would say hey like if i were to put you in this position what would you do and 99 percent of them were just like i have no clue like i would do this and then in the back of my mind i'm like okay i already have an answer for that like of Mm. course i wouldn't be disrespectful to them and say like okay i already have an answer to that but it's like in my mind i would take that mental note that it's like okay this system could actually be applicable in the future if i started to like actually make it something that uh 
that works for all of the common reactions of the position. Mm. I see, like to sort of make it like a part two of the question, like mm. I know it's called Anubis Guard, but what sort of inspired you to like call it Anubis Guard and sort of go with the whole uh, shtick of ancient Egyptian iconography? So uh, growing up, like I was, I was really, I've always been a nerd. Like I've always been into Pokemon cards and Yu-Gi-Oh cards. And uh, like for people that are into Yu-Gi-Oh that are listening, uh, like you know that it's really entrenched in, in Egyptian culture. So uh, that got me interested in like the different gods and things like that. And Anubis is the god of embalming. And uh, he's basically um, like, the way that I explain it to people when they ask, like, why Anubis guard, right? It's like you, you're wrapping your your opponent up and sending them to hell, which is what Anubis is the god of. So mm. it just kind of made made sense to me. And I was kicking around like a bunch of different different names, but they ended up being names of different positions in the system as well. Uh, what's what sort of names are you messing around with initially? <laughs> um originally I was I was messing around with like like tomb guard and like sarcophagus guard but now those are just like i i have the anubis guard system and then there are positions inside of it named sarcophagus and and the tomb hmm. no i get you that makes sense uh guys and for anyone who's ki- who wants to get it on jiu-jitsu x it'll be linked to the description his uh, anubis guard so guys i've had a quick look at it late there I haven't gotten the opportunity to look through it a lot, but I've looked at it a bit. I say the production value is fucking really good. Well, that's just the case with Jiu-Jitsu X in general. His in particular is fucking really good. I'm not, he's not training me at gunpoint to say this, by the way, for anyone who's <laughs> curious. So, like, you know, that's a that's a scholar's rumor, and I don't appreciate the accusation. But just just check it out, is what I'm trying to fucking say very badly. Again, <laughs> can anyone expect a sort of... Uh, a Yu-Gi-Oh reference in the sort of system like oh this is the slifer sweep or something <laughs> I wish man like I I do have actually some things that I haven't released yet on it so in Jiu-Jitsu X the like one of the one of my favorite things about it is um you buy it once and every update from like here until forever you get for free so um I do have an update that I'm working on that there will be some of those those types of references for sure and I want to get myself on a Yu-Gi-Oh card doing anubis guard uh nice. <laughs> and you know and of course it'd be the most powerful card in the game and make exodia look like absolute dog shit the egyptian exactly. cards would fucking pale in comparison because man <laughs> it's fucking crazy like i uh, in the past few weeks because i was bored off my head i got back into Yu-Gi-Oh. i was playing fucking um what's it Yu-Gi-Oh. Dest- destiny of the duelist on ps4 it's fucking oh. so much fun and man i i've created the perfect deck i don't want to don't want to toot my own horn and i literally <laughs> use, i literally I used to use it in every fucking campaign duel and i win the whole time it's just a fucking very obelisk to torment or very fucking heavy yeah, deck i just keep summoning blue eyes because i have all the fucking blue eyes shit mm-hmm. and it's fucking crazy like dude if you ever want to get a game of fucking uh legacy of the duelists let's uh oh, you know yeah. oh. i say oh. i'm way more <laughs> I say my fucking odds of success in a Yu-Gi-Oh match are way higher than my odds of success in a roll with you. So, you know, <laughs> I'll, take whatever, I'll take whatever victory I can get. So, you know. Hell yeah, man. That sounds, that sounds great. Let's do it. <laughs> yeah, awesome, bro. Oh, man. Oh, sorry. I'll shut up about Yu-Gi-Oh in a minute. But, like, okay. uh, I, I'd go into... Back in the day, before I was obsessed with jiu-jitsu, I was obsessed with collecting video games, right? I'd have about a million consoles, a million games for each console. 
I you know got I got away less now because I sold a bunch of them, which came in super handy because everyone nowadays wants a fucking PS2. So I made a good yeah. chunk of change. It could, dude, literally sold the PS2 and I made so much fucking money. I'm like, because everyone's trying to buy them now. There's, the market's yeah. kind of gone up a bit because you know people are bored. So let's see, one of the games I bought because I found it in a charity shop. You know, you buy a bunch of fucking things and there's random discs in them. One of them was Yu-Gi-Oh, um, Duelist of Roses. Oh, I and haven't played that one. So weird, man. Because it's like Yu-Gi-Oh, but it's set in the 1800s, and Yu-Gi is like Henry, King Henry, King Henry, King Henry of France. Like what? He's like, oh, I'm King Henry the Eighth, but just call me Yu-Gi. I'm like, what? What? <laughs> Seto Kaiba is like a right knight around knight of round table, and his fucking armor looks like a blue eyes white dragon. I'm like, I'm very confused right That's now. Definitely trippy. <laughs> Yeah, I'll send you some footage of it, man. It's fucking yeah. really messed up. Like, it's it's crazy, man. <laughs> awesome, man. Uh, to finally get back to jiu-jitsu talk, I swear to God, I'll shut up about Yu-Gi-Oh, guys. I swear to God. So, first and foremost, Ganon, how did you first get into jiu-jitsu anyway? I'm always curious about that with each of my guests. So, um, I, I played – so I got into jiu-jitsu when I was 17. Um, I'm 24 now. Um, when – I got into jujitsu. I was really serious into soccer. Like I had, I had played like on all the travel teams I had planned on playing in college and things like that. And honestly, it was just kind of getting tiresome. Like I had played it for what, like 14 years or something like that. And I was talking to a friend in my class and he was, he had like the ears, you know? So I, uh, I hit him up one day and I was like, bro, so what do you do? Like explain this whole thing. And he did MMA. And I was like, oh, that's so cool. Like, you know, I've, I had seen UFC, but back in like 2014, it wasn't like as mainstream as it is now. Right. Mm-hmm. So um, so I hit him up and he I, I asked him, I was like, look, I'm not really looking to get punched in the face. I won't even lie to you. But <laughs> what what would be the one like martial art out of the, the bunch that you train like that is the most effective? Um, and he suggested jujitsu and honestly just never looked back after that mm. <laughs> ah good decision man uh dude well we're talking about uh oh man what was i gonna say oh yeah like dude that was back in the day like you like you were saying but it was back in the day when the ufc was a bit less mainstream man we th- those are the glory days man we had fucking uh ice man still in the cage and fucking oh, tap yeah. out shirts like come on bro oh yeah <laughs> like you can you guys can tell i like chuck liddell because i was pretty much fucking for my whole look was fucking chuck liddell <laughs> for about Let's see, fucking about six months, I just had a mohawk and a shitty mustache. And uh, I probably weighed the same as Chuck Liddell, but had no fucking muscle on my body. Because <laughs> I'm so fucking fat right now. <laughs> bro, I feel that. When I was in heavy quarantine, bro, there were there might have been a, a social cocktail or two that were drank over over uh, quarantine, for sure. <laughs> uh, man, I say... I say fucking alcohol and sh- like all those companies are fucking well happy. It's like, oh man, people are buying shit because they're so oh, fucking, yeah. they're so fucking miserable. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh man, people are sitting, bro. Like there were, yeah, yeah. The the those types of companies and like Uber Eats and shit like that. Like they are balling right now. They they got <laughs> mad bread now. <laughs> or dude, like, do you ever do you ever play the game Deus Ex? Right. Which one? Uh, Deus Ex. No. It's it's on it's a uh, it was released in two thousand. It's on PS two and PC. 
and like um there's a few of them out but they're, it, they're big into like uh what's it conspiracy theories and like shadow governments and the illuminati and oh. they had a very similar thing in the game because they sort of uh this is kind of funny i'll tell you like um okay the game's set in new york and you look across the skyline there's the twin towers aren't in new york and it was a year before 9-11 and it they, they, in in the game they're all like oh yeah the towers were destroyed in a terrorist attack in game like oh Bruh. what the hell and there was a, there was a fucking plague orchestrated by a shadow government presumably people are like oh that's like the rona like and they're fucked this whole that's creepy that's that dude creepy. I, it, it's fucking crazy it's like but what if the whole Rona thing was manufactured by alcoholic companies, fast food industries, and Uber Eats to fucking to take over the fucking fast food world? Honestly, dude, I I would not put it past them. I've heard so many different rumors about like reasons why and like who's benefiting from it. It's like it could be anyone at this point. Who knows? Mm. And man, it's so crazy in the game to have the Illuminati, and then you have fucking subsects of it that got pissy and broke off and formed Oma Illuminati with blackjack and hookers. <laughs> <laughs> I'd probably be in that section too. <laughs> you know what? I'm gonna start my own shadow organization that con- controls the entire world with blackjack and hookers and fucking he looks in the geese. So go fuck yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I would, dude. There, there are some some uh, crazy wild motherfuckers out here that they they have this it's called arte suave i don't know if you've heard of the the i guess it's like an organization that that runs super fights and things like that and they allow heel hooks in the gi and i'm like i am very interested in that i'll, I'll do that anytime that sounds good to me <laughs> well it says the man who fucking does single leg x with lapels so like you're you're gonna be very fucking happy with that arrangement like oh yeah okay, I'm, gonna, right. I'm gonna hold him right in place and just heel hook him with one hand <laughs> <Feels good. laughs> <laughs> you uh, uh that better that better be in the uh, in an update soon because I, I would fucking i'd love to see that just to annoy people like oh i know this is illegal but i'm gonna do it anyway because fuck you hell yeah yeah I'll, that that actually is one of the updated uh little sneak preview yeah that's definitely gonna be in there <laughs> now see whenever i say whenever i'm talking about something that's illegal that you don't agree with it's like oh yeah cop didn't see it i didn't do it so right yeah. Hey, who knows? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> awesome, man. Um, when you initially started jiu-jitsu, was there any sort of concept, technique, or sort of anything in general that wasn't sinking in for you? Um, I think the biggest thing, honestly, and it's it's so funny nowadays because people would never like believe it, but I I started in a gym that didn't work leg locks. So leg locks in the beginning for me were really, really like I didn't know how to properly do a straight ankle until I was a purple belt. So, yeah, it was it was like, believe it or not, like I turned like my greatest weakness into my greatest strength. So, um, yeah, leg locks were really difficult and pressure passing. And now pressure passing is like I prefer it. So uh, because when when I started jujitsu, I was like one hundred and twenty five pounds. So like pressure passing was almost not an option for me. Uh, But now I'm a little bit more girthy, like one fifty five now. So uh, I can I can kind of work work the pressure passing a little bit more effectively mm. uh you you lift a bit more bro so you know you can uh mush into them a bit better <laughs> exactly i <laughs> <laughs> dude like jesus christ man that fucking perplexes the shit out of me like man like how long ago was this is like you've been like say it was, it was about seven years ago like people weren't doing leg locks like oh man almost it, at all 
almost like people i would say i'm i'm not 100% sure on my history but i hear that it was like maybe 10 years ago or something like that maybe like a little bit more than that like people would get water bottles thrown at them for doing leg locks and stuff like that yeah, that, that happened to Marcelo Garcia when he beat Rico Rodriguez. Crazy. Never mind. Like, someone in the crowd actually threw a fucking plastic bottle off Marcelo. Like, do you not see the fact that Mar- like Rico Rodriguez slammed him about five fucking times in that yeah. fight? So get the fuck out of here with that stupid Dude, bullshit. He squished him like a bug. That was that was crazy. And, you know, if, you, if, if you're not going to fucking say, oh, the slams are out of order, and then you're going to complain about the heel hook, guess what? You're a fucking hypocrite. Yeah. Uh, I bet you that was just Rico Rodriguez's mom upset that he lost. That oh, was definitely... hell yeah. That was yeah, probably cause... his team and they were like, no, 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 he almost had him. <laughs> oh, dude, like, that's like the whole fucking stigma. Because you still see this some in some gyms and some circles, the whole stigma around leg locks or the stigma around certain things in general. It's fucking stupid. Like, I have a saying, don't be Brazilian about it. It's fucking. <laughs> it's, it's just jiu-jitsu. Who, who fucking cares? Because you see some of these crazy fuckers, right? Like, they either won't tap to them, and they'll let them for fucking legs or their knees get absolutely wrecked, like fucking, like the like you're fucking snapping pasta mm-hmm. in half, or they just say it's in a gym setting and it's not like a competition. They'll like fucking give out and complain to you and sick the other fucking people in the gym on you for fucking trying to leg lock people. I'm like, get the fuck over yourself, buddy. If you if you know how to do them safely, it's like a heel hook is in the in someone who is not a spaz's hands, you know, is like a completely safe technique. Like I've never really heard anyone from a heel hook. I've heard more people from like like Kimuras than than like heel hooks. You know what I mean? Just because people don't want to tap on Kimuras for some reason. I don't know. I know lots of people overestimate their fucking uh, flexibility. Yeah. Like be that, fair to that fuck one me. Ethan Krenlinston highlight where he like pops it out of the socket at like ADCC trials. I was like, bro, that, that one, uh, <laughs> that was a doozy. <laughs> or dude, like more people have been injured with fucking wrist locks, which is just the foot lock for the yeah. fucking, for the upper body. You know, yeah. the people who do it are degenerates. It's fucking comes on quick and you never see it coming if you don't know how to deal with it. Oh yeah. Yeah, it's, I mean, people are always like, oh, that, that's like prison rules or whatever. I'm like, it's just jujitsu, just like all of the other techniques, you know? I don't know. Like, nah, dude, like, I remember someone was like, they were defending an arm bar. Like, do you ever see this, like, weird, like, weird ass fucking move where you're defending the arm bar and they fucking try wrist lock you? I'm like, are you fucking stupid? Like, I fucking pissed off them and I fucking wrist lock them. I'm like, dude, what are you doing? I'm like, you fucking try to wrist lock me, you cheeky cunt. I fucking wrist lock you back. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> I do it. It's like that Spider-Man meme. Remember when they're pointing at each other? You wrist lock me. Oh no, yeah. You wrist lock me. <laughs> dude, that's one of my favorite memes of all time. That shit is hilarious. <laughs> all right, dude. Uh, I'm trying to decide what my fucking uh, cause I, dude, I go through memes all the time. Like I, I, it's like trying to decide what your favorite fucking, like, your favorite fucking cereal is. Like man, I, I deal with so much of it. I just fucking you know. I can't even decide what the favorite format is, but I say, oh, sorry, I thought I heard something. Uh, nah, I can't decide what my favorite meme is, but see, or format, because, you know, you have a bunch of formats. Or Superman, I, oh, nah, I'd say the Spider-Man one is, is pretty high up there because it's pretty versatile, especially when you edit in a bunch of different Spider-Man points in different directions. It's, it's a pretty good one. I like that one and, like, the Grumpy Cat one. 
you know, yeah. that like, one's solid too. <laughs> yeah, Grumpy Cat is pretty versatile because you, you can work with it a lot. Like, oh, this is how I was when I got my guard pass or how I got when I got tapped by White Belt or when I got footlocked for mm-hmm. the millionth time in that round. You know, it's pretty versatile. Like, <clears throat> yeah. I do, sorry. I talk a lot about the fucking meme sphere. I get, I get, I get really, really in-depth in it. So, Ganon, well, how was your first competition experience? I'm always curious about how people were when they initially started competing, how it went. I've heard some heard some wacky stories in this fucking part. Um, I actually do have a... It's it's So, I competed, like, I think it was, like, two weeks into jiu-jitsu because I know uh, a couple of my friends were going to the competition. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll just give it a shot. Why not? Like I'm going against people that are like my same uh, ability, right? So I go and first match that I have, it was against a guy who didn't have a hand. So I was like, okay. So, I mean, it, it was just the weirdest experience, like going against someone who didn't have a hand. And it's like, I ended up winning, but it was like kind of bittersweet because it's like, you know, I, I don't know. Like I, that was the one and only time in all of my competitions that I've ever rolled with someone who didn't have a body part. So it, it definitely caught me off guard. <laughs> and uh, that's so weird, man. I've never like I've never rolled with anyone in general that's had like a like a missing a body part or anything. Like the closest I came to this guy had a bit of his ear missing because I don't know. I didn't fucking ask him. He didn't speak English. <laughs> little Mike Tyson action. <laughs> Mike Tyson. Or like, uh... <laughs> I, I just remember this Mike Tyson fucking, uh, uh, what's it, this joke. It was like, uh, there's like this fucking, uh, what's it called? This, this medicine called Terraflu. It like gets rid of your fuck, clears your sinuses and stuff. It was yeah. like Mike Tyson's like, yo, if Sarah needs to get to the other side of the country and she can't drive, she can't walk. And she can't f- get a train. What does Sarah have to do? He's like, Sarah flew. <laughs> <laughs> That's actually pretty good. <laughs> Sarah flew. Or the really good one, a really good me myself, Mike Tyson, was like, Mike's girlfriend's like, oh, Michael, Michael, could you draw me a bath, please? You know, like, like uh, pour some hot water into the bath so I can have a bath. He's like, did you say draw a bath or draw a bath? Like, he, he drew a picture of a bath. <laughs> Yeah, the, his, his like now kith thing. <laughs> that shit, that shit gets me every time <laughs> with the pigeons. <laughs> <laughs> I say Mike Tyson eats pigeon instead of chicken. He's like, yeah, I like I like pigeon, I like pigeon, I like chicken, I like pigeon meat, pigeon meat, man. Oh like God. that sort of okay. That that started as a Mike Tyson impression and sort of came into Nate Diaz at the last second. <laughs> Oh, speaking of which, Nate Diaz, like a bit of a sidetrack since we're talking about UFC. Yeah, how do you think uh, Nate Diaz will do this weekend against Leon Edwards? Ooh, that's going to be a good one. I'm definitely going to be watching. Um, I mean, I think that Nate Diaz is always going to be a fan favorite, you know? Like, he he just has that, like, really cult, like cultivating uh, personality, you know? Um, I think that, honestly, I have Nate for that one. Like, I think that it could definitely go either way. Like, I don't think that, uh, like, I've talked to a lot of friends about it, and they're like, oh, Nate's going to beat the shit out of him. This is going to be a free free cash for Nate. And it's like, I don't know if it's going to be that close. Like, I feel like it's going to be a war. Mm. Yeah, like, I don't think it'll be easy, but I think he'll come out on top. Like, because yeah. in my personal opinion, I like, everyone said this. I think the whole fucking call, like, the whole thing was retarded. Oh, it's the baddest motherfucker belt, but we'll stop the thing after a tiny cut. 
you know, I think that was fucking stupid. Yeah. And, you know, I think, uh, like, what's the deal? Kamaru Usman has that fucking stupid ass BMF belt that you could buy in a fucking toy shop. Bro, that that was some WWE ass shit. I don't know. Literally, it was because they had the fucking rock given to them. I'm like, oh my God. Like, like, I'd at least forgive it if the WWE was still good, which it hasn't been good since fucking 2008. Dude, I used to love WWE. Dude, who, who didn't? Man? You didn't have a childhood if you didn't like WWE, but it's gotten so shit. It's so bad. And the person they tried to sell as the face of the franchise, Roman Reigns, no one fucking liked him, and people would boo him, and they had to fucking take out the boos in the audio. I'm like, people are fucking stupid. This is a circus. Then yeah. back Get- when, like, The Undertaker was, like, the, you know, the shit, like, when he was, what, like, 35 or something like that, like, 35, 40. Man, that was the golden era, in my opinion. I don't know. I really, no, what, really what, what are you talking about? The golden era is when CM Punk went to UFC for some reason. Yeah, you know. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> I legit think The Undertaker would have done better in UFC, even though oh. he's old. 100,000%. Like, okay, okay, to be fair, I don't want to give CM Punk any shit because, you know, it's, you know, you're not a pussy if you go into the octagon, you know, I don't want to be giving them any shit, but I just think it was a bad idea for every, all parties involved. That's what my, my thing is. I don't want to be calling them a pussy or anything. For sure, yeah. I mean, like, respect to anyone who puts it puts it out there like that, but it was less like, bro, I'm not going to go and, and do Muay Thai, you know? Like, I'm not going to go and, and, like, box Floyd Mayweather, like... You know? Well, you probably, you probably should because you'll fucking... Oh, that would be a bag, though. I mean, it's a good money move. I won't lie to you. Like, yeah. like I, you know, I, people people hate on the Paul brothers. And look, I'm not a huge fan either, but those motherfuckers make money, bro. Yeah. Making like, dude, <laughs> dude, if you're such a fucking... If you're a little asshole, a fucking annoying dipshit, people will pay money to watch you get beaten up. Pretty, pretty. Hell yeah. Maybe I should be more of a dipshit, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, like, you know, part of the reason people, like, okay, some people watch Gordon Ryan because they think he's really good jiu-jitsu. I think he's really good jiu-jitsu. But lots of people watch him because they fucking hate him or they want to potentially see someone beat him. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, Man, it's like, yeah he's always going to be a controversial topic no matter what he does, you know? Like even if he says it's like even if he says the grass grass is green, people are like people you still have people in the comment section. Really? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's more of um I'd say a minty hueish yellow green, you know. Mm-hmm. If yeah. we're being real. <laughs> I, what sort of grass are we talking about, you know? Like, but to be fair, his comment section is really fucking funny. Oh yeah. Like, Dude, so I can funny. sit there for hours and just like scroll through it and his clapbacks are legendary. Okay. I, I will not lie. He he shits on some dumbasses in there. <laughs> he's like a black woman with a million rings going, mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. He's more he's more sassy than her. Facts. <laughs> All right. Uh what like while we're since we we're talking about competitions there before we got sidetracked, uh what what you say is your preferred rule set in competition? Like what what's your sort of preference? So um honestly, I prefer super fights personally because then i can game plan like i i like to game plan a lot um but if i were to be in a tournament settings like i i really enjoy grappling industries um because you get to like people can't run you know it's like most of the time when you go into these bracketed events it's like people will either they'll get to the finals because they had really easy matches on one 
one side of the bracket. But if if you're in a in a grappling industry setting, like you, the people can't run. Like you have to fight everyone nine out of ten times at least. It's like all of the grappling industries I've been to, I've I've been really successful because like I know that I have to fight everyone. So everyone that I see in the division, I'm like, okay, I know I can beat this guy, this guy, this guy, this guy. This is my day. I'm gonna go. But it's like nice. if I go into a tournament. And it's like, I don't know who I'm really going to be fighting that day. It's just more wonder, I guess. Um, but I think, yeah, as far as tournaments, I, I prefer like shorter time limit, but um, a lot of matches. And for super fights, like unlimited, unlimited time. And just like one person on the day. And it's like, I can game plan for everything. I mm. uh, do like one thing I really like is fucking uh, gi super fights. Like you know, because you know, if it's a super fight, I know people say oh gi matches are boring. But if it's a, if it's a super fight, I think people put more effort mm-hmm. into making it flashy. You know, and even if you know, if you had like uh, what's the reason? The only reason people think gi fights are boring is because when you see them at the lower levels, so many moves aren't allowed. And that's the reason it's fucking boring because you've less options. That's my opinion. I agree. Yeah, I agree 100%. I feel like uh, like people, I'm I'm not a huge fan of the point system in IBJJF. I won't I won't lie. Like I feel like there's just so much stalling that goes on because people like they see people see the highlights in IBJJF and they think that all of the all of the matches are like that. They're mm-hmm. really not. Like the more I've competed in in IBJJF and like these high level tournaments, like people will stall just so they can they can rip their gi off and like scream really loud when they're going <laughs> by like an advantage <laughs> yeah or dude like or i get heard about this guy he won all his matches by fucking stalling and advantages and then he got promoted on the podium like dude come on come on come it's, on it's like good job you you stalled better than the other guys that day it's like i would i would rather go out trying to submit the person the whole time than to uh to win on all advantages don't get me wrong like i like i like thinking about the points i like i try to game plan for that kind of stuff but um in IBJJF, I, especially in my weight class like featherweights like i've just seen a lot of stalling in the last mm. couple of years i uh, see you know if they just fix the stalling calls like they, they do the only thing they're actually any good at with, in regards to like fucking stalling calls is occasionally this is hit and miss when they're in the 50 50 and they're just trying fucking retarded footlocks occasionally they'll call it they do a stall call for that but it's hit or miss depending but one thing they're actually actually good at for calling fucking stalls on which is very weird it's a weird thing to choose is the double pull they'll give you 20 seconds to work but i'm like out of all things you choose to call stalling on that is it are you actually serious right now yeah that's weird to me that's super weird to me because like if i were to stall I would I would hunt 50-50 and sit there for the whole entire match. A guard pull can be tactical to get to any position just about. You know, mm-hmm. so um I, I don't get that. I don't get that sure. at all. Or the fact that Iminari rolls are illegal because oh you're not gripping the opponent yet. Like I never even knew that until a few months ago. I'm like, are you actually kidding me right now that Iminari rolls aren't allowed? That is actually fucking stupid. Yeah. Like, you know, what's <laughs> completely ignoring that you could Im- easily Imanari roll to get the saddle and double trouble and just ankle lock them. You don't right. even have to heel hook them. 
That's fucking retarded. Sorry. Yeah. You know how it is. I actually, I go over that in my in my most recent course. Like, th- there are certain, like, you can Iminari roll if you're already on the ground, but it's, it's so silly. Like, I agree with you 100%. It's so silly that you have to, like, grip them and then sit and then you can Iminari. It's like, they're going to know exactly what's coming. <laughs> like, that's, that's stupid. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I'll, I'll, I'll give one sort of, uh, what's it called? Bit of leeway. It is easier to Iminari when you're actually sat already. I'll give them some credit. Uh, yeah. To be fair, that's a, that's, that's like true. that's a tactical. Well, to be fair, that's a tactical thing on your part, and it's a thing for you. It's not really a thing they've facilitated to be easier for you to get something. Actually, I retract the credit because fuck them. <laughs> Sorry, I, <laughs> I, I've made two fuck. I've made a million posts and fucking two whole podcast episodes about why I don't like the IBGF. <laughs> oh, dude. I, I'm definitely gonna go and watch this because <laughs> I feel like we're gonna have a lot of like aligning opinions. <laughs> uh, you know, one of the main things I okay, just so you get a bit of a teaser. One of the things I harp on a lot is that they've re- like the whole thing of like you know there's a there's a lot of sandbagging around nowadays. That that's like uh, they've I think they specifically have facilitated the form of environment for sandbagging because you know yeah. if you have a you know oh you want to. You want your guys to win the worlds at fucking uh, every belt level. You know, they're all like, oh, yeah, you know, he's really good. So I won't promote him. I'll just let him win fucking the, wor- the worlds at this belt level. There's there's just no, like, for me, it's like, and I'm not hating on these athletes because they are clearly amazing. Like, they're clearly, they put in the work and they're amazing. But, like, back when, like, Tainan Dolpra was, like, a blue belt, the dude won worlds, like, two or three times. It's like, we get it. Like we we understand like you are clearly better than a blue belt, but yeah. it's like I I guess I I understand it from both sides. Like you want your students to do well at every belt level. It's good for their um for their future as far as like um, branding and things like mm-hmm. that. But as a when I was a purple belt, I think I I went against a couple dudes from like Lloyd's and things like that that were at their belt for longer than I trained jujitsu. And I'm like, come on now. Like, no hate on, on the Lloyd's yeah. guys, but I'm just like, bro, come on. Yeah. Yeah, like I, I know I know some I know some guys have been blue belts longer than I've even been doing jujitsu. Like I've been doing jujitsu for four years, been a blue belt for two. And I know so these guys have it's literally some of these guys got their blue belts like a month before I started training. I'm like that's fucking crazy. <laughs> yeah, it's and and it's like I try to nowadays. I just don't even do the research. Like I don't look at their Instagrams before I go because then it just gets in your head. It's like this guy's been a purple belt since 2014. Like that's when I started or whatever. And it's like, bro. So yeah, I, I and try, he doesn't even I, have any stripes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> some people, I feel like some people they purposefully don't wear the stripes so people don't question them and it's like it's a self-fulfilling that that fucking fucking happened to me at competition the one time i fucking cut down to a fucking lighter weight class for the irish open i fucking cut down to fucking 76 in the gi and my first fucking draw was a guy who'd been training for fucking fucking donkey years and man he was a four stripe blue belt he doesn't he wears a brand new blue belt it's a, a little crisp so you know you might think at first glance he'd been recently promoted Fucking dude trounced me in one fifteen zero. Made me look like a fucking I didn't know jiu jitsu at all. Dude, it's 
that's that's why nowadays i'm not even i won't lie like i'm on the legion competition team you know but it's like i'm not that press on competing like when keenan says go i'll go don't get me wrong but it's like i'm more i'm more worried about becoming the best teacher that i possibly can and branding myself like for what i can i can give to the next generation other than just like going to these tournaments and going against people that have trained like so many years before at least until black belt at black belt it's it's free game because everyone's trained forever mm. but at the color belts like in my opinion there needs to be a, a maximum time that you can compete at the level not so much a you have you have like this amount of time to stay at the belt like for example if you're a purple belt and you have been competing at purple belt for more than like three years you shouldn't be able to compete at that belt anymore or three or four years, something, something like high, you know, mm. but if you're, if you're competing six years in the same division, it's just like, what are, what are you still doing there? Like, yeah. It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. Yeah, dude. Like I think the worst levels of that is white and blue. I think once you're purple belt, okay, you can complain, but I don't, I think your complaint is a bit less valid, but once you're brown or black belt, if you're complaining, someone's been trained longer than you, I think it's like, it come is, on, dude. Come on. Come once on. You, once you get to a certain level, it's like everyone's good. Everyone's yeah. good. Some people are just better. Hmm. I dude, imagine a black belt complaining about losing. Oh, he's been a black belt longer than me. I'm like, oh, I dude, I know a lot of black belts that that complain about that. And it's so weird to me. But it's like they're not they're not like the competitors that are like winning big things you know yeah. it's like the people that are winning big things they don't give a fuck they'll they'll go with anyone mm. and i think that's like that's the most most healthy mindset but also um i think i think there's there's a give and take on that like definitely a black belt like i don't want to hear it but at like and probably brown belt too like at mm -hmm. purple belt it's like there's there's that weird in between where it's like some people have gotten their purple belts in like two and a half years and some people got their purple belts in like seven or eight years and it's like there's a big gap there but mm -hmm. i would say that like an average time for a brown belt like a competition brown belt is like seven ish years so it's like at that point it's like what what are we doing here like we've all yeah. trained forever. <laughs> yeah or dude like one of the biggest things like oh yeah at like the white and blue belt level say you're fighting an opponent who like had a background in judo as a judo black belt or fought it was a wrestler for donkey years i'll yeah. listen to your complaints but i'm like you know because fair enough if you're a blue belt and your opponent's a judo black belt and he just fucking flings you and dumps you and shit and is fucking yeah. you up but if you're a purple belt and you're complaining that your opponent was a judo black belt i'm like you mean to tell me you've trained long enough to get a purple belt, but you've not trained long enough to how to deal with someone who's trying to show you? Just pull guard. Right. Yeah. There's there has to be like, and that's that's where belts like that's why some people just throw out belts altogether. They're like belts don't matter. I don't care about belts, um, because I feel like there's there's so many like jujitsu competition. Jujitsu isn't even just jujitsu anymore. It's like mixed grappling arts. It's wrestling. It's judo. It's jujitsu. It's like all these these new leg lock things that are coming out so there's there's just so much uh so many different arts that are that are like playing into the the high level competitive scene these days you know mm -hmm. like look at nicky rod you know it's like he comes in sick wrestler 
and he's learning jujitsu for a very short amount of time and he's destroying people because he's he's exploiting like certain like weaknesses in the games of other people just like extremely well mm. yeah like if there's a weakness there why wouldn't you exploit it like case in point if you're doing a grappling match with a wrestler dude and they have no fuck it like and you know say you're they're in your guard they don't know how to get out of your guard or how to deal with tr- armbar attempts why wouldn't you just fucking try armbar them from the guard right it's a, exactly it's like a no-brainer oh these jiu-jitsu guys they're shit at wrestling how about i go in there and just wrestle the fuck out of them and right. do a bit of jiu-jitsu on them occasionally and then with gordon it's like he's like holy shit no one knows leg locks or at least not like they do you know it's like they don't know leg locks like i do so i'm gonna heel hook the fuck out of everyone nowadays he's on a different level he can pretty much do whatever he wants to whoever but back in the day when he was coming up like it was like when he was like my size you know he was he was heel hooking everyone and everyone was just like what is this kid doing i don't get it i don't understand these these like different techniques and i guess that's like like a big big props to like donaher and all of them like creating that new system but yeah it's it's exploiting exploiting what people are still bad at like the meta is very important in my opinion mm. no that's a good point man uh, so again and one thing about, I always I, I love asking people this: Is there anything in the BJJ community that you don't like and you change if you could? Like say, you know, or it can't even just be if you don't like. It could be something you fucking hate and it annoys the shit out of you. Like it's just anything in general that just drives you crazy about the jiu-jitsu community. Yeah, something that I've that I've recently become aware of is just like the creepiness of a lot of like high tier black belts. You know, like I have I have friends that are girls that have dealt with like some crazy wild shit. And it makes it makes us look bad as a, as a whole, because like go like upper level jujitsu guys should be held at a higher standard than that. So that's one thing that I really don't love about it. But it's like it's going to be in any community, unfortunately. Um, mm-hmm. Another thing that I'm not a huge fan of is just like the constant. Um, how do I word this? Like the arrogance of of a lot of like people that i've met in the community it's like someone trains for like a couple years and all of a sudden it's like you go out to the bar with them and they want to fight everyone it's like the exact opposite of like what we're trying to do here so it's like there are bad apples like i don't think that everyone's like that but just like a lot of the the like newer blue belts and like even even above that like people just like they They've taken it from, I know that getting in a fight is not a good thing, to I know I can win this fight, so let me start it, or let me act a certain way that's going to, like, make it happen. I just, I'm not a huge fan of that, because I don't want to fight anyone. (laughs) No, like, if you're so good and you're so secure in yourself, you shouldn't feel the need to prove it every fucking single time someone looks at you funny. Exactly, bro. Uh, You know. And not to mention, like, if you're fucking challenging people to fight who don't know how to fight, and you don't know how to fight, you just trounce them. That's not impressive. It means yeah. you're a fucking pussy. You're... Would, it be, would it be impressive if you beat up a child or an old lady? No. Go nope. fuck yourself. Yeah. That's exactly you know, how it, I see it, bro. Uh, fair enough. If they're a dickhead, they attack you. Go crazy. Fucking different, yeah, completely destroy different, them. Yeah. Destroy if, them. If they, if they try you and they're being disrespectful to your girlfriend, to your friends, to you, like level their dumb ass but i i just don't like the the arrogance of some people that that like in social situations outside of the gym even inside of the gym just like like 
like I know certain black belts and like people that are really good at jujitsu that they forget that just because you're good in jujitsu doesn't mean you can do whatever the fuck you want. Mm. Now, you know, man, I was brought up just all like never start a fight, but always finish it. Right. Pretty, pretty, you know, it's pretty, pretty grand thinking, you know, just don't fuck with people, but they fuck with you. <laughs> Elbow them in the face, knock them the fuck out or something. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> or just put them in a heel hook. <laughs> Make them scream. It's a flying heel hook. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, so again, and, uh, one thing I'm always curious about is sort of, I got a few questions for coaches here, so I'm sort of gonna, just going to pick your brain about coaching and stuff. So, man, what's like the first technique, concept, or just move in general that you teach, like, uh, let's just say day one, new guy, beginner's group, doesn't know any jiu-jitsu, might know, might see in UFC a bit. So, like, what's the first thing you show them? I, I usually stick with full guard. I feel like full guard is just, it's it's something that is timeless. It's it's understanding that, like, you can teach it from the bottom and the top, right? So, it it is a very basic technique, as everyone knows, you know. Um, it It's very easy to understand that when you are in full guard, the person... It, like if you're on the bottom and you have someone in full guard, you have complete control as to what they're doing to you, right? From an MMA standpoint, you can you can negate punches and things like that. From De La Hiva, it's like that's kind of kind of different, you know. So I always I always try and start with full guard. I feel like it's it's really good to uh, to especially if I have two new people, two new people. I put one in full one on top of full guard, one on bottom of full guard. And I, I kind of let them play around with the position. And I tell the bottom person to hold it, tell the the top person to get out. And I give them literally no instruction and just see what they naturally do. And almost every single time the, the person on top puts their hands right where you would get arm barred. And, and I, and that's kind of like, I, I teach them, um, from the ground up right mm -hmm. so i i say okay this is why you don't do this and then you tell them what to do i feel like if you just directly tell them what to do without them understanding like why not it, it just goes right over their head because they're mm -hmm. like well wh why shouldn't i do this mm. now that makes sense like especially like the way we do it say you're in mount and they try to just deadlift you off exactly. our city you know same exact thing Right. Uh, I mean, it makes so much sense because you need the why and the how. Because it's just saying, oh, here's how you do it. Like, okay, uh, why? You right. Know. It's like it, it's like okay, I'm gonna show a a barambolo to a white belt. They're gonna be like, why don't you just stand up and and walk around? You know, or why don't you just exactly? It's like there's so many so many layers of why that are kind of like it takes years to to understand. Because standing up and walk around won't get you in a highlight real finish. That's why. Exactly. Yeah. It's like, do you want to be? Do you want to be looked at on the ground? Then do this. Yeah. Exactly, man. Uh, finally, someone who gets it. Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Like, what would your coaching style mainly prioritize? Would you prioritize like drilling, rolling, or positional sparring? Like, what's the sort of highest thing you'd uh, put time into for your guys? For for beginners. I oh, know just for for your guys in general say it's just like a normal class not necessarily like beginners class just like a normal one in general so for like an all levels class typically what I would do is um honestly I'm not a huge fan of all levels classes because for me like for beginners I I make them do all of the shrimping the the like the forward rolls backwards rolls all of the all of that good stuff that you're doing in the beginning but for the advanced people 
I don't really like that whole system of like having like a brown belt doing a shrimp. It's like they know how to shrimp. Like that's just it's a silly way to warm up, in my opinion. And that's why I love training at Legion so much. It's like in our competition classes and the advanced classes, we don't do any of that. We we go right into drilling what we feel is good for our game. So I'm getting more reps per per week, per month, per year, whatever it may be um, on things that are that are important to my game. Right. So if if I'm working, if if the class is doing guillotines, I don't really work guillotines. So it's like it's cool to know. It's cool to learn that in the beginning. But I'm not going to work it in the competition that I'm going to be doing in a month or something like that. So um, as far as an all levels class, I think that there has to be a mixture of those two. Right. So I, I prioritize drilling for my for my newer students. Um, just in the basics and the drilling for advanced people, it needs to be more specific to their game. So I would say like, like knowledgeable purple or knowledgeable blue and up should be drilling what they want to drill. Like midway blue and down should be drilling what I feel that they should drill. Mm-hmm. That makes now that's, sense. Now that's pretty reasonable. Cause I say if, if you've been a blue belt for a bit, you know, you have enough fucking know-how to say, oh yeah, I like doing this. Maybe I should drill this. I think that make my game better. If if well, you're if you're if you're not a if you're a semi decent blue belt, like myself, exactly. <laughs> I'd like to think I'm be a able se- to drill whatever you want to drill, bro. <laughs> I'd, I'd like to think I'm a semi decent blue belt. I've only been a blue for two fucking years. Uh, what do I know? <laughs> I mean, uh, which is like, what would you say is the most important value, like? instilled in your gym environment that you're in currently um honestly man i think that the biggest so the biggest thing i was surprised about when i came here is that well i wasn't surprised about it i i I kind of knew like how high level everyone was but like there's a different level of high level (laughs) um the the good people on the east coast are like they're not even close to the good people over here just to be 100% honest like the people like the best people that i rolled with out there couldn't really really roll with the the good people that i that i consider good to be at legion um for example like andres connor keenan like all of these guys like miha like all of them are on a completely different level than than most of the guys that i've ever experienced so i think that just having a multitude of really good people with completely different styles um is really really important and outside of that it's like they they don't run it like drill sergeants like most of the high level competition game uh, gyms that i've been around um, they keep the they keep the energy light and it makes you want to train it doesn't make it feel like a job Mm. no that sounds that sounds like fucking heaven bro <laughs> it's it hurts but it's good ah <laughs> uh, you know you need a bit of pain to appreciate the pleasure <laughs> that sounded very strange and i hope someone doesn't cut that out and do a sound bite <laughs> someone's gonna put you on tiktok bro <laughs> i think that's gonna sound like some weird fetish shit i'm like dude come on no thanks uh, so again and we've reached a segment of the podcast I like to call around the specifics just a bunch of random questions some about jiu-jitsu some aren't about jiu-jitsu so do you want to do around the specifics my man yeah let's do it said that really fast oh man uh, what would you say is uh, your favorite gi in your collection if you have one? Ooh, um i would say my my newest uh so i'm sponsored by chaos and order 
and their new gi that just came out is probably the favorite one that I have. It's like it's gray and like beige. It's like or like pink Ooh. almost. It's it's really fly. It's fresh and it, it fits super well. It's it's lightweight and um and this is like obviously a shameless plug, but I actually mean it, you know. So um <laughs> that's probably my favorite. No, that's grand, man. Like whereabouts, like what's the diff what's the deal? Where is it beige? Where is it gray? Like does it have different color colors, embroidery, or what's the deal? So it's it's mostly it's mostly gray and then it has like the the different um logos like on the on the shoulders and those are like outlined in the in the beige pink ish and then like inside of the collars and stuff like that i like a simple gi for the most part but with like accents you know mm, yeah I, mean? I love love me some fucking accents i got a, I got a decent fucking gi black a lot of blue accents all around the place logos are blue here and not to mention blue belts goes fucking well with it exactly. and i have a patch in the back it's black and blue grand out beautiful yeah man and i guess what i did i took out the draw regular drawstring that was black put in a blue one put in blue that's sick i like that <laughs> or same thing like my, my second gi was blue it was just a blue gi i put in an orange fucking string and wore always wore the goku rash guard under it so you know a bit of that's bit dope. of dragon bit of dragon ball on the mat never hurt anybody hell yeah <laughs> hell, hell yeah man all right dude while we're on the topic what's like your favorite set of no gi do you like have fucking uh wolverine or deadpool spats or anything so i usually so i used to have um i used to have a v vegeta one and i also but that one eventually ripped but it's pretty it was really sick and probably my so yeah, I'd probably say the the my favorite one that I currently have is the Anubis one. So one of my students got me an Anubis rash guard, and it's it's fresh as hell. <laughs> nice, uh, dude. My favorite one at the moment is the the ranked scramble one I got. I fucking I had to scour the internet to find this one. You know, blue and white is it's a bit of an old one, but I scoured the internet. I found it my size. I had to pay out the asterisk. It's fucking pricey, but it was worth it, and I love it. That's awesome, man. I honestly, I think. Um, Outside of that, like as far as one that I could use in competition, um, I really, really like the uh, the Albino and Preto one that I had. Like they just they fit really well. It it's like thick material. It never ripped. Um, really, really clean and simple design. So it's like if it, I'm like two opposite ends of the spectrum. Like I want it to be something really loud or something like really, really basic and simple with the accents again. No, I feel you, man. I used to have a Tami is a Merkatsu dragonfly gi, it's called. It was like black with gold accents, dragonfly embroidered on it. And the collar was all, it was like, imagine a samurai quill painting yeah. all over the colors. I'm so I, I sold it there because I have 20 geese and I have no money. So I sold <laughs> I well I sold a bunch of geese with it. Or the Mike Fowler one with the white, and then it's like uh like really nice shade of blue on the colors. I'm like mm -hmm. and and the sleeves and the cuffs of the pants. I'm like, this gee is so nice. Yeah, that's or, tough as hell. Or man, uh I, I went through a phase there. During the lock the start of lockdown, I was all like, I have a bunch of white geese. I think I'll dye them, <clears throat> like oh, tie dye. Yeah. Like uh, I dyed one denim, like pure like denim gi, top and bottom. I dyed one there to look like the taxi driver gi. Do you know, like uh, in, from the movie Taxi Driver? Yeah. Green jacket, patches, patches, 
and I, it, it would have gone it would have gone well with the mohawk and then I tie dyed a few of them to be all pink purple orange yellow and all this shit <laughs> so I, mean, I haven't tried that before but I definitely need to give that a shot because I have some geese that are kind of like beaters like like training geese that I never have in any intention of like competing in again I definitely want to give that a shot <laughs> yeah try man it'll breed breed some life into an old gee. But yeah. say I'd, I'd say try with one color first because I made this mistake of going straight to the fucking crazy colors. I'm like, and not to mention, only use like three colors when you want multicolor. It or you don't don't use fifteen like I did. It looked like it looked like absolute shit. It's like black. Like, yeah, it's it's no, it's just so so ugly then. Or and don't use purple dye ever. It it runs and it takes over everything and it looks like shit. If oh, you want wow. a purple gee, just purple gee. Okay, you know how it is. It's fucking it's lunacy. Oh, man, is there any? And we're finally on to the next question because uh, I'll shut up about geese for a minute. Oh, so, man, is there any movie that you describe as underrated in your opinion? Like you like it, but no one else seems to give it give it uh, any attention in your opinion. Hmm. I'm trying to think. I'm pretty basic, man. Like I, I really like my favorite of all time is Super Bad. Have you seen Superbad? Of course. Like, I feel like everyone likes it, but that's like my favorite in like Pineapple Express. You know, like those are my style. So um, one that people don't like, though, I, I honestly, I don't think I have one. No, I get you, man. You know, you're too busy training Anubis guard to watch like subpar films. No, we, we have, <laughs> well, to be fair, I wish I was that, I wish I was that busy that I didn't have to waste my time with that stuff. <laughs> so what about you? Do you have one? Uh, I'd say Spider Man that I can watch tonight. <laughs> I'd say just Spider Man three. Like people give it so much shit, but I fucking love Spider Man three. I, I love the can. Yeah, dude, James Franco in this movie. Oh, he's he's so good, man. But he's such a cunt. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like you know, uh, he's talking about someone getting their just desserts, and then he's eating the pie, and the waitress like, "How's the pie?" And he's like so good that's just that just that scene he's like oh i fucked that guy over so bad it's so funny <laughs> man i got it it's it's crazy all right man uh what was your favorite tv show when you were growing up Ooh, um probably either dragon ball z or naruto to be Ooh. honest like i bounce between those forever Mm, see, I, I think I'd give the slight edge to Dragon Ball because more spectacle action and, okay, I know power levels are bullshit, but they're more powerful. Mm. But if we're talking like the original Naruto series, I, li- I, gi- I give, that's very, I, li- I give that a lot of respect because it's a bit more grounded than like Naruto Shippuden or anything. And, you know, there's a bit more, uh, like I said, grounded, there's a bit more slice of life stuff. There's a bit yeah. more like hearts and effort in, in my opinion. Plus, you didn't it shit didn't get fucking crazy where everyone has a fucking weird ass genjutsu or superpower. They all have fucking Sharingan and Susanoo and godly yeah, powers. Like man, everyone just got OP towards the end, and it was like okay, <laughs> like everyone's really powerful now, huh? <laughs> or oh, do you remember this guy we said? For- 400 episodes is Maduro Uchiha. Turns out he's not Maduro Uchiha and he's a completely yeah. other guy that was in one episode of the backstory 300 episodes ago. And, you know, uh, we're going to fucking, like, uh, like uh, you know how it is. I can't even put it into words of fucking crazy God at the end. Yeah. An- another classic for me, I-, I don't know if you've seen it, uh, That 70s Show. Oh, yeah. Well, you, know what's, one, you know what's crazy? That might be my favorite. <laughs> You know the main guy in that? What's his face? He's like, uh, okay, he's Red Sun, and he's like, uh, Topher Grace. 
Yeah, Eric, I think he plays Venom in Spider-Man Three. Oh damn! Okay, I need to. I need to see that. No, dude, it's pretty tight. <laughs> all the all the stars aligned in that one. <laughs> damn. Okay. Hell yeah. Yeah. Give it a try, man. It's fucking really good. Or right, so, dude. Uh, would you say? Oh, here's a good one. What would you say is your most embarrassing injury that you've had? Whether it be jiu-jitsu injury, non-jiu-jitsu injury, just the way you got injured was so fucking ridiculous. And I can see the look in your face now. Like, oh, this could be good. <laughs> okay, so I have two. Okay, so the first one, I don't know if you can see it in the in the like light right now, but I have a yeah. scar right here from. Okay, I was four years old. In my defense, I dropped my pants to my ankles and started walking towards a urinal and i think you know where i'm going with this okay i tripped on my pants that were around my ankles and my dad couldn't catch me in time and i just busted my head open on this urinal bro oh my god <laughs> talk, talk about taking the piss yeah for real you know that one so that one's pretty embarrassing and then, um another one so like i don't know if you can still see it to this day but like i i was in a tournament it was a grappling industries and i was arm barring a guy like 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 an overhooking arm bar right i popped my own clavicle like like hit like thrusting into it so i it was just like all my friends just laughed their asses off at me. I mean, I, I finished it for sure, but it was like afterwards, like I'm like sitting there like this, like he's like raising my hands and I'm like, bro, like yeah. and my friends are just laughing at me the whole way home because I look like the hunchback of Notre Dame just like slumped <laughs> over like this. But yeah. uh, <laughs> man, the only okay. The main part I want to point out about that is when you said thrust, and I just started fucking laughing. Sure, <laughs> I can't help you it. <laughs> or like, man, a really good analogy I heard for something one time. I can't remember what it was for. I think, um, I think it was for a knee bar. Is like, oh yeah, you really want to get your hips in, like you're fucking my leg, and you're you're pulling the top yeah. there, dude. Like, dude, you, you want to fuck the leg. Yeah, that's that. Like honestly, my teaching style is literally that. Like I will, I'll just say, just hump it, and people like they look, they laugh, and they remember that because they're like, oh, this one time, this fucking weird guy with blonde hair was like, yeah, just hump the leg, and it's like it, it sticks in their mind because it's something that a, a typical instructor wouldn't say. You mm -hmm. know, I'm just like, just put your dick on right here, like put your balls right here. And people like that little laugh, I swear, it makes people like remember things. Mm. And for all the ladies in the audience, put your lady balls there and put your lady dick there. Exactly. You know, crazy. exactly. <laughs> respect. <laughs> yeah, res respect. Not trying to get canceled out here. <laughs> Fuck that shit. If they want to cancel an, a, a subpar podcast about a niche sports where you wear weird ass pajamas and spandex. <laughs> Go crazy. You clearly you clearly have nothing better to do with your time. Yeah, some, some time on your hands. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but see, I think it's very important to like assign little anecdote to certain concepts so you understand it a bit better. Like when I'm showing some of my friends an anaconda choke and a Darce choke, and some of them don't know the difference between them, I say, "Okay, anaconda, your arm, your hand comes out of the armpits, and then you lock it up. You, you know, mm -hmm. anaconda armpits. But with a Darce, your hand comes out near their dopey heads. So dopey head, Darce, grand out. Yeah, you know, do double A and double D." Double D. <laughs> 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 oh, man. I, I, sorry, I, I can't help myself. I'm, 
everything I say is a double entendre or a sexual inendo. Like, <laughs> I can't help it. <laughs> or, <laughs> or speaking of double D, man, did you ever see Ed, Ed and Eddie when you're growing up? Hell yeah. Man. Yeah, as much as my parents tried to make me not. <laughs> oh man, you can't make someone not watch Ed, Ed and Eddie. That's like, that, that's child abuse. Isn't that messed up? Yeah. I should have reported that, man. Yeah, yeah, like, oh, they didn't, they didn't get me started jiu-jitsu when I was young. Could report them for that, too. <laughs> or, dude, like, classic Cartoon Network was so good, but I'll give them some credit. Well, they, well, actually, I can't give them credit because this show stopped donkey years ago was a regular show. Regular show is really fucking good. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've seen regular show. Mm. Or, dude, dude. Sa- Samurai Jack way back in the day. Jesus, how the fuck do you even top that? Samurai oh, Jack is so good. I remember being up at, like two in the morning some nights and watching like robot chicken and nice. stuff like that that was that was a classic too <laughs> dude i love the family guy joke when they're going to different universes and they go to the robot chicken universe and they're making fun of chris who's seth green who made robot chicken and it's just it, it, the joke works on so many levels i'm like yeah. nice <laughs> it's fucking oh it's, it's so good and even again classic family guy so good modern family guy fucking garbage yeah, I haven't, honestly, I haven't seen any of the modern stuff, but I've heard that over and over. Like, you can't, honestly, you can't top the old stuff, so it's like anything they put out there, it's going to be, like, compared, and it's going to be dog shit. <laughs> uh, you know, except for jiu-jitsu. Jiu-jitsu's gotten better. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, man, look at some of the stuff, like, if you look at tournaments from back in the day, some of them look, I'm not saying they're shit, but in comparison, they don't look as good. Yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, so that... key keyword: some tournaments, some, some, not all. For sure. Yeah. I'm gonna paint with broad brush, like I, I, even though I paint with a broad brush constantly, every single day. This one time, I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there's, balanced. there's some old like Tetaday footage that it's like, bro. Most of those techniques would work today. I would argue, like there are some, there are some wild dudes back then but like you said they're outliers you know like 99 percent of it has gotten better like just the like the average blue belt level today compared to 10 years ago it's it's ridiculously better in my opinion at least no you know you gotta like it's only because of like people like that that the stuff has gotten better in the first place anyway you know because of them just tipping away and training and developing their stuff you know people shit has grown and evolved so you know Give them credit where credit's due. Uh, so, you know, oh, dude, um, what was your first video game console and what was your favorite game on it? Um, I remember, I think the first one that I played seriously was like Xbox 360 Halo 3. Nice. That was, I mean, like I dabbled in other games, but that's the biggest one from my childhood that like sticks in my mind like i played it really seriously like won money off of it and stuff like that and i still play it to this day like i was playing earlier today and it's it's like very nostalgic like when you just hear the um when you when you when you like hear that that um the oh like all of that shit in the beginning it's like bro (laughs) it is crazy i bet you i bet you some people aren't aware of this so you know the day the day Halo Three released, right? It was a certain date. Let's just say, for sake of argument, it's the tenth of May. Because for me, it's the tenth of May right now. Mm-hmm. One of the guys who programmed the game, it was his girlfriend's birthday in that day. 
So, and on the on the splash screen where the halo is showing, you'll see in text scrolling along, happy birthday, whatever her face is, on that date. So the day the game released, you'd see that in the game. Crazy, isn't it? Yo, that's wild. I didn't know that. Damn. Or dude, it's like, uh, do you remember Spider-Man for uh, PS4 there? Mm-hmm. This guy, in all his infinite wisdom, uh, he was one of the programmers on the game. He put a little Easter egg in one of the parts of the game saying, will you marry me, whatever your name is. And then she said no. <laughs> oh, no. And then she they had to violated that. him. They had no. to remove that from the game because she said no, and then she dumped him. <laughs> like, oh, my God. Yo. That that one hurts. <laughs> that was savage. <laughs> Bruh. Yeah. I don't know. Because you know that cost it a pretty penny to put it in a game like that, too. It did as well, man. Like, man, imagine how fucked up that would be. You, you're working on a game and you put the thing in the game. Like, oh, here it is. And then you, you, you post it on Twitter. Like, nah. Nah, nah fam. You, I, I told you I didn't want you working on a Spider-Man game. Why don't you do a Batman game like a real man? I'm gonna get, a, I'm gonna Ooh. break. Ooh. <laughs> Imagine that. Oh man, I, I, I don't know how I would react to that. That one would hurt different. <laughs> now, what really hurts? I heard about this one time. There was a girl here in Ireland who was going out with her black belt instructor. Right? She dumped him after she got her blue belts. Straight away after to date. A sandbagged blue belt. Oh no! Oh yes. Was it under him, or was it a, a like he just trained somewhere else? Uh, trained somewhere else, and oh, she moved okay. gym to go train with him. One of his students, because that would be wild. <laughs> I heard that kind of stuff go on. I'm like, mmm. That is find another gym, buddy. <laughs> oh, that is straight up fuck. There, like, imagine being dumped for some someone. Uh, imagine you're a black belt you get dumped for a blue belt <laughs> oh man bro i would just I, I don't know this is why i don't date <laughs> that's exactly why <laughs> yeah that's exactly why i don't date either yeah <laughs> you know. yeah that's why <laughs> yeah that's why <laughs> our right, dude speaking of dates have you ever been on a really terrible one hmm Honestly, I I have not none that come to mind. None that come to mind. I have had some interesting situations with some females, but like not on a date before. I, the probably the most awkward situation I had was like just hanging out at a party with a girl that like I thought we were we were kind of like vibing or whatever and then her boyfriend like shows up at the party super pissed. But that's like I feel like that's pretty common. You know, no, stop vibing, lady. What the hell? Yeah, <laughs> you know, whatever. Uh, do you have any? Do you have any nicknames in the gym? Like, what does everyone call you besides weird Egyptian guy? <laughs> I get that one a lot, actually. Um, I've heard actually. That's actually hilarious that you mentioned that. Some of the jujitsu X people have been calling me doo-doo butter lately, and I don't know why. I can't get butter. There's literally butter. no story behind it. Like I don't know what the hell that came from. All right, it's because your hair is blonde and like uh, blonde looks like butter, but the side of your hair is brown and looks like doo doo. So brown doo doo, I guess. It's like it's but like doo doo butter. I need a toner. If any any girls in the audience want to like 
teach me how to actually do my hair correctly, it would be much appreciated. <laughs> no, just get the guy who did it for Charles Oliveira because his hair is looking oh, decent. Yeah. His was that's what I want it to look like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, some men love that fight. That was fucking so good. Oh, dude, that was that was an amazing fight, man. It, that that comeback and and bro, his his jujitsu is beautiful. It's just mm. so beautiful, dude. His calf slicers, nice, gnarly, gnarly. I would not want that. His shins literally look sharp. Like he probably files them down with it to a nice yeah. edge every night, so he doesn't lose his power. Yeah, for sure, man. And he's he's just like his body type is so perfect for the weight class too. Like I feel like depending on on uh how his managers play this, like he could be he could be a champion for a long time. Mm. Yeah, just before we before we finally shut up about the UFC again, before we go on a huge tirade, uh who do you think he should fight next? Who he should fight next? Yeah. Honestly, I would be interested to see him and Poye. Mm. Yeah, once Poy- once Poirier beats Connor next month, he can fight him then. Yeah. Well, I honestly, dude, what were what were your views of that of that uh, Poirier Connor last fight? Well, let me tell you, I stayed up till five in the fucking morning, and the fight was done in like two rounds. I'm like, why in the actual? F- That's why I don't fucking stay up for fucking some yep. of the cards. I I I go to sleep, and I get up super early in the morning. Don't look at my phone, and then I watch it. So I'm not staying up, so I can have some fucking sleep. Yeah, no, that's yeah. The the, t- the time schedule for you guys seems like it kind of blows. Uh, but one time we we got we got we get cards at normal times occasionally, but then everyone else in the world complains about it as well. Oh my god, you know it's so inconvenient that fights are on at five a.m. Like it's on for fight five a.m. each and every time for us. Get right. over it. Yeah, fuck that. Take, take your lumps. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know how it is. Awesome man. Uh, if you could time travel to any historical period, where would you go and why? Ooh, probably to whenever all of this corona bullshit is over. Mm. That's where I would go. I wouldn't go back. I feel like the normal like response to that is to like go back in time to something. But it's like I feel like we live the most comfortable and the best like now. But I would rather just like not have corona around so whenever we figure that shit out because i don't know when it's gonna be <laughs> uh see man uh i wouldn't be too keen on going forward because i'm super pessimistic and a bit negative i don't think the future is looking all too that bright in my opinion <laughs> maybe i'm just a nihilist or whatever i'd go back in time and stop all this bullshit from fucking happening that's my thing that, might, that actually i like that answer better <laughs> i do i missed the whole year of competing because of this fucking bullshit you know, I got two matches in in 2020, and I fucking lost both of them. I got some in 14 seconds, got my ankle busted in the heel hook. And to be oh. fair, the next fight, next one I had was a really good fight. You know, went, you know, had, had good back and forth, so I'm happy with that. But I wanted more, man. I was finally starting to get my shit together. And then, yeah. oh, no, no competing, no training. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> yeah, dude, I, I feel that. I literally got my brown belt, like, a month before, or not even a month before all of this corona stuff happened. And it's like I've competed one time as a brown belt, and I've been a brown belt for over a year now. Man, that's fun, isn't it? Or yeah. dude, you know, you know, it's always great when the gyms opened up for that little bit here in Ireland, then got closed again unceremoniously a month later. People, there's a few people in the country who got like their blue belts, and then the gyms only opened up there after eight months. Like, you meet some you were blue belt for eight months, and you never even rolled in the blue belts. Yeah, 
That's fuck. That's that's so shit, man. I'm, that I, hurts. I'm, it's not shit for them. Shit on them. It's shit for them. Like I feel really sorry for someone in that situation. Yeah. You know that's so that's so shitty. Like Dude, and whatever, whatever about not competing, but not even fucking training. Not training fucking, at all. Oh man, that that one hurts. Yeah. I don't they twist the knife some more and say you're not even allowed fucking uh not even allowed to stay in shape, you're not even allowed to exercise at all. Oh you exactly. can't go in on run actually man it was pretty fucked here for a while. You say you couldn't even go five kilometers outside of your home or oh, else the guards the you know, guards would stop you and give you shit and say, well, Where are you going? What are you doing? Do you have a reasonable excuse? And they'd find people and in some cases arrest them. Dude. Because that's because that's you go so, out trying to enjoy on, your day. I'm not joking. I'm not joking. Damn, bro. That's straight up fucked. And man, pre- like, uh, I'll tell you a little story. The whole jiu-jitsu underground sphere here in Ireland, no one is doing gi because if you're driving along and you get stopped by the guards and you have a gi in your bag, they're like, what the fuck is this? But if you're just no gi, you're like, oh, I'm going for a run, you know? Uh, just, just, just a bit of running gear, you know? So shorts and a fucking, you know? Yeah. Exa- exactly, man. No one, no one's gonna give a shit about you know a body warmer, some spats and shorts. Who cares? Yeah, that's that's dude. It's sad that we have to do that. It's sad mm. that we have to do that. I mean, like people can have whatever you know views that they want on the whole situation, but it's like this is our life. You know, like this is what we do, and it it requires another person. Mm. You know, so it was. I mean, I remember a time in the very beginning where people were like, are we going to be able to do jujitsu ever again? Like, is this going to be like, people are freaking the hell out. And mm. I'm just, I'm just glad that we're able to do anything at all. And it didn't go that way. And it seems like we're starting to get towards normalcy or trying at least. I don't know how it is over there, but over here it's getting closer and closer. Mm. Uh, you know, <clears throat> Today I was out in the city and for the first time ever I saw people like at restaurants and, you know, at bars and actually enjoying their lives. I'm like, but, you know, uh, that's what it was last year before they pulled the rug out from under us and fucked us over. So I'm I'm very pessimistic. I'm like, okay, what are they going to do it this time? But, you know, whatever. I I don't like our government. I've said it a million times. That's fine. But like, also, dude, on a lighter note, Mm. on on a lighter note, uh, Oh, in your professional opinion, professional opinion, w- would you say you'd be able to pull off a handlebar mustache? Hell yeah. Or a, a Fu Manchu? I, I definitely, I've done the handlebar mustache for a day just for fun once. And it was definitely, uh, <laughs> it was definitely an interesting experience. <laughs> definitely mixed reviews. I mm. uh, dude, I can't go without a mustache because okay, my skin is a bit fucked up here. Like I, I, I always, I'm always like flaking, and my fucking skin is messed up, like my upper lip. It's like the mustache just to cover that. Because I shaved it once there, and I looked like I looked so stupid, and my fucking skin was so shitty. I'm like, for God's sake, I'll just fucking grow the mustache again. Like I pulled, I done the Khabib for a bit, where I have no mustache, but I still have a beard. I'm like. I don't know how he does this. I don't know why That's anyone does that. Play. I've never done that before. I've done the just mustache, like that handlebar time, and just like just the mustache. But I feel like I just look like a child. Like every time I every time I shave, people are like, "Yo, you look like you're 14." I'm like, "Thanks, man. Thanks, bro. <laughs> <laughs> you fuck. That's so weird. Fucking dick. <laughs> like, <laughs> our man." Uh, 
Oh, here's a bit of a, a moral conundrum if you're up up for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, what would you uh, What would you rather do? Would you rather cure cancer or solve world hunger? Ooh, I feel like so. That's that's hard because like cancer is long term, right? You know, I feel like like if I cure cancer right now, no one's ever gonna get cancer again. If I solve world hunger people might fuck up and and get hungry again so i would go with cancer because that's mm. going to save more lives in the long run mm. but here's one thing i'm thinking about it's like uh no one's answered cancer in a bit uh, there's so many charities and organizations and stuff that are all devoted to curing cancer and if it suddenly true. disappeared so many people would be out of work that is true that's damn so I guess oh, like, no. if, I'm, not, I'm not like uh, shitting on your decision. I'm just saying like that's something to consider because like yeah, that's definitely know, an interesting conundrum. <laughs> like, lots of people have actually theorized that there is a cure for cancer, but this is all just that there's a whole bunch of rackets like holding with, it. Yeah, because, you know, like apparently, you know, why like I heard a best on Family Guy, actually, they found a cure for cancer in Family Guy. And they're like, well, why would we ch- charge someone for the cure when we could just charge them for the treatment? We can get more money off treating them than curing them. So, Honestly, if it's on Family Guy, I might believe it, to be honest. Because they – have you seen these crazy, like, kind of, like, similar to what you were talking about before, how, like, that one video game – like does the the theories and then they become true like family guys done that like a million times and it's and the simpsons has done it a billion times what's up they, the simpsons has done a billion oh, a billion yeah. times maybe, maybe it was the simpsons that's what i meant yeah dude. yeah dude they called Crazy. president they called president trump in the 90s bro because they, they look insane. They, were, they, were, they were in the future and lisa was president like oh yeah who was president before you lisa oh yeah, it was donald trump and lo and behold, Donald Trump is president there. Dude, that, Coinc- that's coincidence? insane. Coincidence? I think not. Exactly. <laughs> or man, but Family Guy made a good point because, okay, so let's say there is a cure for cancer, right? But but they're all like, oh, we could charge people for the tr- treating it and then we'll make more money. Because if they did make the cure available but made it super expensive, they'd look like a bunch of cunts. Like, yeah. you know, so... They're all like, let's withhold it, give it to people, the, the wealthy elites under the table, it's all good, but just treat the bad, treat people and charge them. That wouldn't surprise me one bit because of how fucked up healthcare is just in general. Oh, hell yeah, dude. That, and especially with like all the medications, that, like the way they deal with medications and shit like that, which is like like known to like to be true. Like, yeah, I cause, op- cause opioid crisis while we're at it. Hell yeah. People are weird, man. For everything we're worth, <laughs> dude. Imagine how little trust you have, and you should ha- you have to have in the government or healthcare or systems like that in general. That if you hear something outlandishly heinous or evil or terrible, you're like, meh. I wouldn't be surprised if they did that. That's yeah. that, that's fucked. If you hear that's something true. terrible, like I wouldn't be surprised if that's actually happening. <laughs> yeah. Jeez. Ah, well. Gives you perspective for sure. <laughs> Straight up fucked, man. Oh man, uh, on a on a way 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 lighter note than curing cancer and charity rackets and fucking people being evil and ho- withholding cures to cancer, what would you say is your jiu-jitsu spirit animal? Like, what sort of animal encapsulates your whole game? Hmm, that's a good that's a good question. I feel like I would like to be like. 
Hmm. Maybe like a crocodile or like an alligator. <laughs> yeah, because they're like they're strong and they're like explosive. Oh man, I saw a video of an alligator tearing off a fucking zebra's face. Like they just grab yeah, the thing. Spin, and so it's like a barambola, you know? Yeah. <laughs> or man, like another like I love the anaconda choke, but another name for it is the gator roll choke because you know you do a little roll oh, to get yeah. the choke. Man, but man, I like my own name for the anaconda choke because I get it in so much. I used to get it from every fucking position. I just pull it. Well, no matter what position you put me in, I pull an anaconda choke out of my ass. I call it the Andrew Conda. I like that. Yeah, that's pretty sick. <laughs> yeah, it's kind of it's not as good though because like my anacondas have gone to shit in the past few months, and all I do is darse people now because I play more of a top game now. Mm. So. I can't make a pun out of Andrew and Dars. You know, it's not good. Yeah. That's... I, used to, I used to have one, though. It was like, uh, like I used to do the Ezekiel choke so much. I just get my own Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel. And my nickname is Humanzi. Like, that's my, my name on my Instagram. Mm-hmm. Human Ezekiel. That wasn't oh, too yeah, bad. It's perfect. You know, but I don't, I haven't, I haven't even caught anyone with an Ezekiel choke in ages. So I don't think it's. It's good to name a move after yourself that you don't even do. That's a bit. That's a bit presumptuous. That was another. That was another thing that I was kicking around with, like the Anubis guard. Like call it like the Lang guard, but I was like, bro, that's kind of. It it just doesn't flow. Like mm. I, I don't know. You know, well, it's I mean? like it's very easy to make like an insult about it. Say someone doesn't like the the guards. Oh, that's the Wang guard because you got to be a oh, Wang yeah. to. Fuck Dude, me. I got that in high school so much, uh, so much, bro. People would just call me Wang. Not even Gan. <laughs> oh, I know a guy whose second name is actually is Wang. W-H-A-N-G. They didn't even have to change it to fucking make fun of him. <laughs> he was easy. He was free cash. That's funny. I, I knew a guy in school. His first name was Storm. 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 What, what, was it, what were his parents thinking? <laughs> they were like, you know what? I want a kid that's going to be really mentally tough from getting made fun of all throughout his childhood but <laughs> well, dude it's like that song uh, a boy named sue by fucking um can't remember who it's from you know the whole point of the song is oh yeah i named you sue because people make fun of you your whole life and you'd be you'd grow up to be a tough asshole or something <laughs> or other. like literally listen to the song a boy named sue like it's fucking i miss when songs had a story i love I hate a lot of music nowadays, but when, you know, I like songs that actually have stories. Like, it's like 99%. Yeah. 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 Like that, yeah. like Bono in that one South Park thing. He's like jumping around Africa, helping with the air quotes, helping with the A's, just going, yeah, 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 yeah. It's all the Africans. <laughs> yeah. He's helping so much. Good on you, Bono. Ugh. I'm so, I'm so, I feel so sorry for Ireland that we spawned him. Man, <laughs> they spawned him. We, we, you know, we usually people would say if there's something so foul, like I'll go back to whence you came. Like we don't want him back. That's why we set we him loose upon him. you. <laughs> That's why we set him loose on all of you, so he could go be high and mighty elsewhere. Because we don't want him anymore. We're sick of him and his bullshit. Mm. You can, you can keep him. Specifically, you, Ganon Lang. You can keep fucking Bono. Thank I you. Know, Go I teach him some. Go, go teach him some heel hooks or something, <laughs> <laughs> or strangle him so much that his vocal cords get fucked up and he can't sing again. Then he can't, you know. he can't spew his yeah. bullshit anymore. You know. <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, so again, and we've reached the last question. Are you ready for the last question? All right. 
Well, then again, you already have a... This story has an answer anyway. If you made another guard, no matter what uh, configuration of legs, grips, or factors thereof, what would you call it? Like, I know... Because usually the question is, if you created a guard, but you did, so, you know. (laughs) (laughs) So, I think, honestly, it would probably be like... It would be something to to do with Yu-Gi-Oh. So maybe like the the Yugi guard or the hmm, maybe like the Cipher guard, mm. something like that. Um, or Raw guard. Yeah, Raw guard. Uh, honestly, that that would be pretty tight. Um, or, trying to or, think. Or, yeah, I something. Like how about how about uh, how about Yami guard? Because you know when uh, you know when Yugi turns into Yami Yugi, you know. Yeah. I think that would be a good one. And like, I've always thought of like, I, I was kicking around the idea of making like, like something with Osiris because it's another God in the, in the realm of like, of Egypt. So I thought that would be cool, but yeah, I have a bunch of different ideas I'm kicking around. Ooh, I have a good one. If you come up with someone, how about Ori Kalko's guard? If someone's like really sealed into it. Dude, that's that's a great. Can you say it again? Orichalcos, like the seal of Orichalcos. Dude, that's a that's a really good idea. Or my final one, and then I'll shut up about potential guard names. Karibo guard. Karibo, dude, that would actually be tight. That's probably my favorite of the bunch, the Karibo guard. Or not to mention, if any of them don't work as guards, call them, make a sweep and name after them. Oh, the Karibo sweep, the Slifer sweep, the Obelisk sweep, the Raw sweep, the fucking Orichalco sweep or something. They can work as well. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like that's why so many, so like, I feel like that's why the Anubis guard um, system sold so well. It's like every, every single thing has a name to it. It's not just like sweep number one, sweep number two. Blah blah blah. It's like sweep number system. two point five. Exactly. It's like yeah. everything has a name, and they're easy to remember names, and they're not they're not something that's so far out there that it's like you can't really pronounce it, and they're not so basic that it's like you wouldn't remember it. And plus, the you know the distinction you make with stuff like oh, open sarcophagus, closed sarcophagus, because you know oh, this it's open here, but it's a bit more closed here instead of oh. Anubis guard with an open grip here, or Anubis guard with a closed grip here. Instead of yeah. being a mouthful, it's like a sub sort of category of it. That makes so much goddamn sense. Not just for cate- categorizing it. So, oh, I'm looking for this move, or how do I distinguish that? Or if you're teaching it, you can explain it fucking easier. So, on all fronts, you explain it well and label shit correctly, in my opinion. And so annoyed when people don't do that. I'm, I'm probably going to clip that later for Instagram if you're cool with it. <laughs> 100%, man. 100%, bro. <laughs> okay, so Gannon, we've reached the end of... So guys, reached the end of the podcast. If you want to follow Gannon on anything, it's at GannonLangBJ. It'll be in the description anyway, in case I said the handle wrong, which I do say sometimes. It'll be in the description. And of course, his Anubis guard and his other courses on Jiu-Jitsu X will, of course, be in the description below. Unless you don't, if you go to jiu-jitsu, you know, you can just not get them. But, you know, <laughs> if you want to be good at jiu-jitsu, you know, I, I think you should get it, you know. <laughs> but what do, what do I know? Okay, so, again, and, uh, is there anything you want to say before we shoot off? Yeah, man. Just thank you so much for having me on. It was it was really cool talking to you. And uh, 
this is this is definitely one of the the most fun podcasts I've ever been a part of. So thanks a lot, man. Uh, thanks so much, man. And guys, as always. Yeah, so thanks for listening, guys. I really hope you enjoyed this episode. I really enjoyed this one. This longest episode I've done in quite a while. I'm very, I was very happy with this one. Like I had a lot of a lot of energy. I don't know what was up with me today. But anyway, guys, while I have you here. You can always follow us at Humanity Jitsu and at Humanity Jitsu Podcast. And of course, also check out Ganon's Instagram and his YouTube, which will be linked in the description as well as his courses. And lastly, if you guys want to get some fucking sexy ass t-shirts, hats and or hoodies and support the Irish Jitsu community while you're at it, check out our sponsor Superior Jitsu slash Superior Clothing in the description below. And if you want to help me out specifically, use code HUMANZE20, that's H-U-M-A-N-Z-E-E 20, all caps, to get 20% off at, this, at checkout <laughs> off of any product you want. So guys, thanks for listening and hope you enjoyed. Adios.